The Mind Aware, 186. Gratitude, I think, is the greatest thing for moving you up the emotional scale. And happy speaks to opportunity. I can do whatever I want. It's my life. What would wake us up every morning with so much juice? I had such passion and I could see this vision. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. Have you ever discovered in yourself or realized that maybe you had a gift that was a little different, a little off the path of what people might consider, quote-unquote, normal in the culture? Maybe it's some kind of an intuitive gift, or maybe it's some kind of a healing gift, or maybe you've been trained in some kind of healing modality. And maybe it feels a little bit off the beaten path in some way, and you're wondering, like, is this really a business? Like, can I take this thing that seems so natural for me and such a gift for myself and actually make it into a business? Well, I think you can. And you know what? I have the perfect person to talk to about that. I am here with Mary Beth Vanderlinden. She is an intuitive healer and spiritual teacher who now is really making the shift because so many people have followed her to say, hey, I have this gift. I think I'm I'm good at this. I think I can do this. And so now she's really the train the trainer type, right? She is out there helping other people bring their gifts out into the world. So welcome, Mary Beth. So good to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. I'm, I'm also excited. For those of you who haven't noticed, Mary Beth and I have the, the same accent. We're both <laughs> homegirls here from Minnesota. <laughs> she's, she's actually flown the coop and she's out in Washington now, but I smile every time I hear her accent because I think, oh my gosh, that's what I sound like. So I love it. Yeah. So, Mary Beth, when did you first realize that you had a gift for healing? Well, even as a child, I did strange things. But when I was 12, I was at church and I was actually babysitting the pastor's children. And he said to me, he said, go lay hands on that woman. And I mean, I had seen people laying hands on people before, but I had never laid hands on anyone. And I walked up to this woman in a wheelchair, but I noticed this big purple like welt raised up about an inch and a half on her arm. And I laid my hand on top of that. And I just, you know, I talked to her. I was chatting with her as I was doing it. And all of a sudden she looked kind of uncomfortable. And she said, oh, honey, can you move your hand? You're burning me. And I thought, what does she mean I'm burning her? And I moved my hand. And just then in my mind, I saw a pile of ashes, like, laying on her arm. But when I moved my hand, it looked like someone had touched her with a branding iron. There was a deep red embedded handprint on my hand on her arm. And I remember thinking, oh, that was weird. But as a 12-year-old, you know, that was as much as it registered, like, that was weird. (laughs) And then I I thought, and I said, oh, I better go back and babysit the kids. And I wandered off and started babysitting the, you know, church kids again. So that was really the first experience that I had. But things kept coming up, and people would say, like, how did you know to do that? Like, doctors are just learning to do that. And I'm like, I don't know, it just, like, I just did. Right. right. You know? 
How old were you when you started to actually recognize it, name it, and say, okay, I do have something that's different from most of the other people? Well, later that year, I did start laying hands on people, like more and more in church. I was just, like, led to go up to certain people and say, like, can I lay hands on you? Or, you know, do you feel like you're in need of a healing or something? And afterwards, I think, why did I say that to them? Or why did I do that? But I would just be led. You know, I just had really no control over myself. Spirit would just lead me to talk to certain people or do certain things. And so I knew more and more But things like I saw that I thought I was seeing with my physical eyes and I would say it to somebody else, they would look at me like I was nuts. Mm. And so you kind of learn to be quiet because I never was, you know, I was like, why am I seeing something if they're not seeing that or, but in, in not only that, but as a child, when you see things or know things, you think everybody is the way you are. Right. You know, so if you're seeing it, you think everybody is. But that that I learned that that wasn't true. Mary Beth, it's kind of interesting, though, that you had this background where you were in a religion that was so open to this kind of thing. I mean, that's rather interesting how that all played out. Was there a point as you grew up, did you just go into regular normal jobs then? Or did you right away from the beginning, as soon as you were out of high school, say, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. Um, I'd like to backtrack this a little bit. I wasn't brought up in a religion that believed in that kind of stuff. I was actually brought up Catholic, but oh, I was wow. babysitting for the pastor that lived next door to us. Oh. And that's how I got exposed to that. Just to kind of clarify, I, I don't go to a Catholic church anymore, and I haven't for years and years, but I was brought up Catholic. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. So really, you were exposed to this from a neighbor who was a pastor. Right. Wow. Right. Very, very fortuitous and interesting. Okay, great. And so tell me a little bit more about how you decided that this might actually be a calling that would be your profession. Well, I was always drawn towards the medical field. Like when I was 22, I saw an ad for a chiropractic assistant, and that fascinated me. And so I went in and applied for the job, and they said, well, which chiropractic assisting school did you go to? And I'm like, oh, I didn't. (laughs) And they go, you didn't. And I said, no. And, And they're like, well, why are you here applying for this job? And I said, because I want it, you know. And I felt like everything in me that I was going to get that job. And three days later, I called them to find out why they hadn't called me. And they said, you seriously thought we were going to call you? And I said, yes, I feel that I this is my job and everything. And he goes, well, no one else has even bothered to call us back. So come in tomorrow. And so they trained me in all the therapies and taking x-rays. And I was a 911 dispatcher at one time. I was drawn towards like helping people or, you know, the medical field. And I was a registered nursing assistant and went and lived with elderly people and took care of them and fixed their diets and all that type of stuff, did hospice. So I was always drawn towards that type of thing. Right. But later I figured it all, put all the pieces together, why? 
and so when you started to realize that, okay, and claim it, like, what did that look like? Let's say somebody is out there listening right now and they say, you know, I have kind of memories of this or I kind of feel like she's talking to me, like I've experienced this before, but I haven't really claimed it or labeled it or said, okay, this is my calling and this is what I'm supposed to do in the world. I'm supposed to be out helping people or healing people or um, helping them through transition with my intuitive gift or whatever the case may be. How do you make that crossover? How do you start to step up, Mary Beth? I, I just was led to buy the home that I'm living in and buy this property and led to turn it into a women's healing retreat. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing healing retreats here and using all the different activations and clearings and healing modalities that spirit had shown me. But in in like Minnesota, in Missouri, places like that to say I'm going to lay hands on you, people really relate to that. But out here, they don't so much. And so... I, I felt led by spirit to go in and take actual training that I could label myself right. like a Reiki master healer and a reconnective practitioner. So I started going in and studying right. all different modalities, but it was so funny because I would find that they were things I'd been doing since I was a kid. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I love yeah. that. It's so interesting. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're talking to Mary Beth Vanderlinden. She can be found over at MaryBethVanderLinden.com. So that's V, like Victor, A-N-D, like Dana, E-R-L-I-N, like Nancy, D-E-N, MaryBethVanderLinden.com. Interestingly enough, for those of you out there who are wondering about this and saying, well, this sounds like me, she is now actually starting making that transition and being called to really step up and help other people launch their callings, launch their paths in life along the healing arts or the intuitive arts or anything that smacks of that. If that really feels like that, that's interesting because that's right where I'm going. Get on Mary Beth's site and connect with her. She's got a free Sedona meditation. Even if you're the type of person you say, well, this just sounds cool. I don't know if this is me, but you'd like a meditation. I highly recommend going on and checking it out. We're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to ask Mary Beth some of the details of the kind of the marketing side. How do you find your clients? How do you go out there and find your customers when you're putting your sign on the door saying, hi, intuition for sale? So we'll be right back and we'll talk about that. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com, and that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? TrainYourBrainU.com That's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hi, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware. We're having a really interesting 
conversation with Mary Beth Vanderlinden. You can find her over at marybethvanderlinden.com. She is a train-the-trainer type for healers and intuitives. So if you're thinking, gosh, I've always had this gift or I've always been like this and always wondered how do I bring this out into the world, well, Mary Beth, somebody who can help you with that. One of the things we discussed before the break is she was telling us her journey of really stepping up into having this gift. And, you know, Mary Beth, it sounds to me like what you did is you really just followed your intuition the whole way along the road until it led you here. So it wasn't like you really had to make a declaration like, okay, I'm a healer and I'm now going to be a healer and I'm going to go forth and heal people. It's more like you just kind of followed the breadcrumbs. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. right. (laughs) Does that sound right? And unfortunately, spirit doesn't always give you the whole big picture. A lot of times that would overwhelm people. So you do have to just follow the breadcrumbs like this retreat center and home and everything that I built for the last six years about a year ago I started saying to the retreat ladies what if spirit's going to have me sell this place it just kept coming up and coming up and all of a sudden it was like July or June 27th and I was driving down the highway and they said pull into that real estate office and list your house wow and so I listed it it went live the second person that listed or looked at it purchased it, and I have to be out by August 11th. Oh, my. <laughs> and people are like, well, where are you going to go? And I'm like, don't know. They, they haven't told me that part yet, but I'm just going to live in my motorhome until they do. Yeah, you don't yeah, need to but, know. You don't need to yeah. know right now. Everybody's going tiny, you know. Tiny house is the craze. Maybe you just stay in a motorhome. <laughs> That's the way it is. Yeah. So, so you built the retreat center, and you started monetizing this gift. How did you find customers? Well, first, I had a website built, so I built that, and then I had never been on Facebook, but, you know, Spirit told me to get a Facebook page, so I got a, I was, had a personal one, and then eventually I found out there were business ones, so I did that, but I still get way more traffic to the personal one, because most of it's business that I do on there anyways. I do put things about my family, my grandkids, pictures and stuff like that. And people people like that. They want to know who you really are. You know, there's all aspects of you. You're not just a healer. I'm a person, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think people really need to keep that in mind, that especially when it comes to healing, it needs to be a very sacred, loving space. And people have to feel safe. And the way they feel safe is knowing who you really are and if they connect with your authentic self. So I always tell people, be authentic. You know, if you're more the rough and tumble type person, you know, don't pretend to be all, oh, I'm so loving and, you know, (laughs) whatever. And if you're very loving and quiet and gentle, you're going to attract the right people that are meant to come to you. Right, right. And so it doesn't hurt to help other people. They're going to attract their people. You're going to attract your people. So Facebook and a website were the original ways that I started connecting and reaching out. But a lot of people just knew of me through the nursing assisting type thing and through the hospice program, families that I had come in contact with. I'm also a medium. I've always seen your deceased relatives across over they pop in and they ride around in my car with me and leave messages and they come into healing sessions and so a lot of them when 
something would happen with one of their family members. A good example would be there was a boy that was in a motorcycle accident and his mother was just grieving and he came to me and said, you know, I always felt like a square peg trying to fit in a round hole. This life has been so hard. I'm so ready to leave it, but I want to give her time to adjust to that idea and to let me go. Mm-hmm. I don't want any extreme measures. I, I don't want, you know, I want them to let me go to unhook me from life support. And it was so it was still hard for her and it's been two months and she's still really grieving and she'll, you know, call and talk to me every week or two when she just feels like she needs some kind of connection with him and then I can talk to him and give her a message and stuff. But to be able to do that is very healing for people. So it sounds like a lot of your business came through word of mouth and through referrals and yep. people who've worked with you. Have you also leveraged telesummits appearing yeah. on? So tell me a little bit about that. How do you know uh, where to find them or if it's a match for you? And, you know, any advice you can give on being a good guest on a telesummit? Yeah, you you just like email them like you would anybody else email them tell them about yourself and they'll set up an interview and talk to you they may have you do some healing work on them so they can feel see what they get from what you're doing and see if it resonates with them and so if you don't reach out you're never going to know right right so I really encourage people just like the chiropractic job I mean it was like why would I apply for that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. you you just have to step beyond that and say this is what I want to do I want to be on telesummits I feel I have a powerful message and a gift to offer people and believe that you know they need you they really need you the telesummit needs you and everything to present you to their list so that you can help those people. Well, and I can tell you as somebody who's ran telesummits that the host really appreciates getting those emails because sometimes you're trying to fill those spots and you want to offer fresh new people that nobody's familiar with because it's always good to have fresh faces. And so, you know, it's interesting too, Mary Beth, I have to kind of chuckle because the same way you got the chiropractic job is the same way to get your word out doing telesummits. It's like, just call people. You might be the only one that's called them. (laughs) Right, right. This has just been really interesting, Mary Beth, and I love that you are now giving people the opportunity to learn directly from you about how to run a healing business and how to use your healing gifts. Do you have anything you want to add about that? Just the most important thing you can do is be led by spirit. If you're led by ego, you're not going to get too far. If you're led by spirit, you're going to head the direct path that you came here to live and then it's easy so just be led if you feel constricted or get a no when you feel about things walk away from it if you feel expanded and you get a yes just head that direction nice i love it we always say if it's not a hell yes it's a no (laughs) very good yes (laughs) very good well that was mary beth vanderlinden make sure to check her out at marybethvanderlinden.com and thank you for being here mary beth and thank you everybody for listening in. You know, it's interesting. If this spoke to you, if you feel like, man, she could have been telling my story or I've had similar things or I've got those kinds of gifts. I feel like I've always been intuitive or I've always been a healer, but I've never really known what to do with it. Well, you know what? You can take baby 
baby steps in the direction. You're probably used to following your intuition. And so why should this be any different? Why can't you just follow your intuition right into a business too? I mean, you know how to do that. Let's make it easy. And no matter what your business is, no matter what your gifts are, if you're listening right now, the same holds true for you. Take those baby steps. You can do that today. Just follow the breadcrumbs. It's that easy. And we'll see you next time on the Mind Aware Show. There's nothing quite like a Dana rant. Say it over and over and over again because it makes me so happy to have something that rhymes. Stop cancel clear, all my love is here. Stop cancel clear, all my power is here. Like, oh my god, I was always told never to be selfish. I know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love it. It's just the little things, right? See you next time on The Mind Aware Show.